Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Lights Out, a horror movie podcast. I'm KJ, and on this week's episode, I'm going to be reviewing M. Night Shyamalan's new horror film, Old. Before we get into this film, Old, I figured I'd just give a quick history of my history, I guess, with M. Night Shyamalan. I, like most horror fans, um, owe a great <laughs> deal of gratitude towards <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan, because um, I remember actually watching, I don't believe... I've watched, um, I know I've seen a lot of his movies. I haven't watched every one of his movies, but I do remember watching Signs for the first time. I remember I was homesick from school, and I remember for some reason my dad went, and we, I was always a big movie fan. Um, I don't know how old I was exactly, but I was pretty young, and I remember just laying around in the living room, and then my dad, it had to have been a Friday, because then I remember being off like the next couple days too. But my dad went, to blockbuster i believe <laughs> and he went to go rent some movies for me and for some reason he picked out signs i have no clue why if he read about it that it was good or i don't know he's not a huge movie buff or anything by any means but he brought home signs and was like you know this is a alien movie that's supposed to be scary pg-13 though he would never have gotten a rated r movie he was pretty strict both my parents were pretty strict about uh watching rated r movies and stuff or having it on in the house so i think because it was pg-13 he allowed it but i know i was definitely younger than 13 but anywho i remember watching signs and i really loved it and my dad loved it and i think i watched it that in like a couple times that whole week and like i said i believe i was off school like a friday and then i was off the weekend and i think we had it for like three days and yeah, we watched it a couple times and just loved the movie. I mean, I really, really like Signs. I still think it holds up to this day. It's probably my favorite out of all his movies, to be honest. Even Sixth Sense and all those movies. I've watched Sixth Sense, great movie as well. Um, I have, like I said, I've not seen all his movies, though. I've watched Split, which I really, really enjoyed. I, that was actually on my top 10 of, I think, a couple years ago, 2017 or 18 probably 2017 but i remember going to see split i remember i went and saw that by myself this is like i think that was the first movie i ever went and saw by myself i was still kind of in that phase of going to the movies by yourself was uh i don't know something weird or you know looked down upon but i remember just i was really i really wanted to watch the movie <laughs> and i remember i even asked my parents they were like visiting me it was a sunday and i remember it was during the fall and nothing was going on my um wife who was my girlfriend at the time was bartending and so she was working all day sunday i had nothing to do and i remember going back and forth and i was like i'm just gonna go see this movie <laughs> and no one wanted to see it with me and i liked it i really liked split even though the ending because i'd never watched unbreakable i kind of didn't catch that ending but you know i still liked the movie for what it was basically and you know just being a standalone movie i really liked I still haven't watched Glass. Like I said, it's weird. I've watched a lot of his movies, but I've also not watched a lot of his movies. And for liking Split, I just never went back to watching Unbreakable. It's just a movie, you know, that's on my watch list. And I didn't, because of the reviews of Glass, I just didn't watch Glass either. It just, you know, I heard such bad things about it. Um, but yeah, so I guess I've only watched a couple of his movies. And I've mentioned, you know, in the beginning of this podcast, you know, if you listen to the first couple episodes when I was kind of figuring out my groove, <laughs> I was uh, recommending stuff when I was watching. 
and I really, really love uh, Servant, which he has directed a few episodes, and he's kind of just like a producer. He has his hands in it. He's not the creator, and he's not like the showrunner, but he's very much involved, and I've, you know, just seen him talk about it, you know. Like I said, he's very involved, and he doesn't just stamp his name on it and, you know, give a couple quick little advice. He's pretty much involved. It's set in Philadelphia, but that's a really good show. So if you're definitely, you know, and it's an underrated show, and it's, you know, there's two seasons out right now. The uh, second season just wrapped in 20, I think 2020, end of 2020. I remember watching it, beginning of 2021. But, man, that show's really good. And I it's really tense, especially that first season's really tense. And just, like I said, well done. He directed the first couple episodes, and I think he directed an episode or two in the second season. And I remember even watching his one show that was on, like, Fox a while ago. I, I forget what it was called. Something like Wayward Pines or something. Um, I remember he was, like, a producer or something on that show, and I even watched it because his name was on it. And I just kind of gave up on it for no real reason, just kind of fell behind on it and stopped watching it. <laughs> um, but I know he's made some stinkers. Oh, I forgot, too, The Village. I love The Village. I actually went and saw that on opening day. I remember going to see that with my cousin, and I remember same thing. I, I had to have been, like, 13 or so, 12 or 13 and I remember that was when I was starting to like go to the movies and stuff. And same thing, it was just we really both wanted to go see it. And <laughs> there was actually like no girls or anything involved, like how it was in high school. But we just really wanted to go see the movie. And I remember we got there and it was packed. And we got there, it was before you can, you know, get your tickets and reserve your seats and you had to get in line. But for some reason, we were just late. And we had to sit. That's the only time I've ever sat in the front row of a movie. <laughs> and. I remember, I guess, I just remember sitting front row looking straight up at it, but I thought that movie was terrifying, too. Even that twist ending, you know, is pretty good, not bad, <laughs> but, you know, he's just known for his twist endings. So, yeah, you know, I just, I really like M. Night Shyamalan, and I think he's a good dude. I follow him on Twitter. He seems real genuine. He seems like a big movie lover. He doesn't seem, you know, I he's not like, you know, he still lives, I believe, like in the Philadelphia area. <laughs> I don't know why that's something I just respect. He doesn't seem like he's given into like the LA lifestyle or Hollywood. He just kind of just making movies and doing his thing. Um, so yeah, with this uh, episode, um, I'm just going to give some background to the movie, you know, about it, production a little bit. Then we'll dive into the plot. I'm not going to go um, scene by scene, but we'll go through the plot, you know, in the big twist. Uh, before that, too, I'll probably give my non-spoiler thoughts to the film. Then we'll get into some spoilers throughout the film. And then I'll kind of finish with my rating and kind of my closing thoughts on the film. So, yeah, gold. So, uh, written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. And this is based off a graphic novel called Sandcastle, which is a French uh, graphic novel, which um, I didn't do much research on. I don't know. I just know kind of they set the story off of that. I don't think it has the same ending, though. But yeah, a graphic novel called Sandcastle. As of right now on IMDb, has a rating of 6 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 49%. And a letterbox, 2.7 out of 5. So kind of um, middle of the road reviews. Uh, it has a budget of $18 million And box office gross, as of right now, a um, little over $30 million, 30 million in the U.S. Um, over $17 million internationally. So has a worldwide... Um, box office gross of 48 million and that's with an 18 million budget which is pretty good so it's definitely made its budget back and more <laughs> i don't know how much they spent you know with promoting the film but i'm sure they this is a win for them and during covid times of course um i remember i think this movie you know kind of began talk in 2019 i read but 
um, didn't get, you know, like people attached to it and kind of everything until 2020. And then this movie actually shot during COVID and it was shot in um, Dominican Republic. And like I said, yeah, it was during COVID, I believe in September was when they kind of started and they shot for like 10 weeks or so. And um, and like Shyamalan said that no one tested positive for COVID throughout the entire shoot. Um, And he actually paid out of pocket himself for the crew um, for them like to be able to stay there for that 10 weeks in like a hotel or something, which is pretty cool. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the movie was released July 23rd, 2021. It was number one at the box office the first that weekend and throughout that whole week and then kind of went to second, third. And yeah, so it's doing pretty good right now, box office. And I was planning on seeing this movie opening day on the 23rd. On It was a Friday, um, actually, because my birthday was the 26th, um, a Monday, and I had to work that weekend. But um, my wife wanted to see it too, of course, and wanted to go with me, but she... Um, just kind of with work schedule and stuff, didn't really uh, time, we didn't get a good timing. And the, for some reason, the showings for this film was a lot later than, <laughs> for some reason, I like to go around like six or seven. They were just like eight o'clock-ish and a little bit later. And I, I had to get up early the next day. And unfortunately, this movie is kind of getting some bad, it's really, like I said, down the middle reviews wise. And like, I always do this. I don't know why, but I, you know, look on Twitter to see what, you know, the buzz is and what's going on with the film. And this is a really interesting film because, like I said, some people are really, you know, digging this movie and, you know, giving it a high rating. And then there's some people that are saying, like, this is, like, one of the worst movies ever, you know, the worst M. Night Shyamalan movie. They're done with M. Night Shyamalan. They gave, they've given him enough chances, and they, they're done with him. You know, I saw on Letterboxd there was, you know, one, you know, a couple of reviews, like half star out of five review, you know half star out of five star reviews and so I was like I didn't know what to expect I think that's even why I didn't go see it on that Friday night I was kind of just like ah we'll wait you know because I knew I'd be tired if it would be a late night for work the next day I was like let's we'll just wait till the next following weekend and so yeah but then I gotta you know I gotta stop doing that going on Twitter and just I didn't read any spoilers and I really didn't really read like actual people's reviews I kind of just saw like ratings and just some like quick tweets and stuff and i saw like even like on the robert ebert's website and like the guardian gave it a two out of five so like i said i didn't actually read the reviews because i didn't want to really i don't know have it impact my feelings but like i said and i but i also saw people really praising the movie saying it was a really solid thriller real tense and you know was one of m night Shyamalan's. you know he's got good movies and bad movies and they were saying it was a good movie so I just kind of went in with an open mind (laughs) and I'm going to be honest. So yeah, my non-spoiler thoughts before we get into it is I actually really dug this movie. I had a really good time watching this film. It is a little bit on the longer side, (laughs) which I'll get into, but you know, watching the movie, I was really invested. It's not so much scary by any means, but it's definitely a thriller and it's definitely got some horror in it, but you know, I wasn't freaked out, you know, like Sixth Sense or, Uh, the village even there's no big bad in the movie or really any creepy scenes but it's a solid tense thriller and it's definitely an original movie which i guess you know i just don't get sometimes i feel like you know movie you know people who like movies you know we're constantly saying you know we want original movies we want original ideas we're tired of reboots and um sequels and you know all that stuff money grabs and then 
movies come out that are original and different and trying something new and then it just gets bashed so i just don't get it sometimes and that's why i try to stay away from like film twitter and even talk about it but if you still haven't watched the movie and you've just happened you know a lot of people are on twitter and have seen the reviews or people talking about it um i would say give this movie a chance i really really dug it i had a really fun time and actually this was the first time i went back to the theaters too which I've been putting off for a while now for no you know reason just kind of timing and everything just didn't really work out and I really wanted to go back with my wife for our first like theater experience but yeah I just saw this this past Saturday I'm recording today on Monday and we had a really good time watching it even she really liked it and, you know she's a pretty tough critic <laughs> you know she just not so much that she's like a film snob or anything but if she doesn't like it she'll be like yeah it was okay but she was like i really enjoyed it <laughs> which i was like oh yeah good me too but i think it did help that we did see it in a theater to be honest you know it was just fun being in a theater you know not looking at your phone um, there was a decent crowd there you know it wasn't an active crowd by any means no one was really saying you know there was some um stuff laughs and giggles and stuff but no um no no one was being annoying or anything i will say we definitely went a little overboard because we went out and got sushi <laughs> the for dinner before the movie kind of made a big date out of it um ate a lot of sushi and everything and then we went to the movie because we were so excited we got you know a large popcorn we went and bought candy and then we got this huge pop and <laughs> we were so like stuffed and full and couldn't come near finishing any of it throughout the movie um but yeah it was great being back in the theaters and i'm glad i saw this um i'm trying to think really non-spoiler stuff yeah i just think it's a really tight you know uh thriller with an original idea and it definitely gets you thinking <laughs> which i appreciate and you know i just was i like you know kind of a mystery you know i didn't know i didn't know what to expect and where it was going um I will agree, though. I did see a lot of complaints, though, which I will agree that, you know, like the um, the script or, you know, the acting, some of the dialogue was really bad. That's kind of the biggest complaint I saw. Not so much the story. It was just, you know, like the acting, the line delivery, and a lot of the dialogue was really off. And I will admit that some of the dialogue and the delivery is really clunky. <laughs> and I was noticed that while watching the movie a couple of times, I was just kind of like, it was almost so wooden that I almost expected it to be on purpose, I guess you could say. Like, I don't know, maybe if it was just the actors during COVID or I don't know. It was just a lot of the line delivery or maybe just weren't the best actors, some of them. And I don't like to get on people's acting, but just some of the line delivery, like the one scene, once we get to the beach, uh, this isn't a spoiler, but... The one guy's a doctor and he's just like, I'm a doctor when something happens and the other guy, or they like introduce each other. He's like, I'm James, I forget the guy's name right before I get my notes. Um, you know, I'm James and I'm a doctor. And then the other guy's like, hello, I'm uh, so-and-so and I'm a nurse. And then they just like, it's very wooden. And there was a lot of dialogue like that where it was like, um, not people don't, you know, talk this way in real life, but it's a movie and it's, you know, the whole premise of this movie is a beach that makes people you know age so i guess you could take it as you know this just isn't natural <laughs> and people are you know in this setting you know are going to talk different so i will agree with some of the reviews of that but it didn't really you know um hurt the movie for me so much i still had a lot of fun watching this movie so yeah that's my like non-spoiler uh review of the film and i want to i will get more into it but i've definitely yeah check this movie out if you haven't and um 
maybe go see it in a theater. I think it's a good theater watch. And then, yeah, when it comes out on VOD, definitely check it out. It's a good, like, date night, kind of late night movie watch or, you know, just like a Friday evening weekend movie watch. I had a lot of fun watching it. Another thing, too, that I read about the movie was that in, like, Shyamalan, this is the first time he's in a while. I don't know what the last time, but he usually shoots films on digital, and he actually shot this movie on 35 millimeters, which is cool. The movie is shot really well. And he said he was going for a claust, you know, a claustrophobic feel and a lot of like his camera angles and movements just were to make you feel claustrophobic and confused. And that is definitely true because a lot of the shots too, which I think people were taking as a negative, but I think he did on purpose where like characters were just like not completely in focus or they'd be, you know, it'd be shot, you know, on two characters, but like, I don't even know like it was real close to where like sometimes like half their forehead was off the screen or like half their face or like sometimes they would be you know talking off screen you know so it was just like a different feel for a movie I guess yeah it wasn't shot you know to how a typical movie is shot where it's like they're you know open for all you to for everything for everyone to see everything and a lot of it was you know kind of like what's going on you know but it, that was done purposely uh, a lot of good camera movement too like I said to make you have that claustrophobic feel and yeah <laughs> so i just wanted to throw that in there before i get into the movie so yeah um we're gonna go i want to go through the film like i said not beat by beat but kind of just go through the plot so the film is you know the film opens with this family of you know family of four parents guy and his wife prisca i believe that's how you say her name and they're going to this resort this tropical resort with their two kids trent and maddox and um trent's the younger son he's like six or something he's kind of your precocious young kid and even in the beginning of the movie you know he's like whenever he goes to talk to people he has this thing where he's always asked what their occupation is <laughs> and but that kind of comes in place so you know who these characters are it was done on purpose but i mean you can see kids being that way and he has the older sister maddox and they're on this family vacation you kind of learn pretty early you know they you come up to this resort and it's like your typical resort, you know, where they're all there, you know, the workers are there waiting for you, you know, they get out of the car, they hand you a drink, you know, a um, drink with, you know, fruit in it, <laughs> colorful drink, alcoholic beverage. Uh, they tell the kids, you know, there's like a candy stand and all this stuff. Everything looks good. And you can learn pretty early, you know, the um, mother and father, they're fighting, you know, but you basically get the hint that they're on the verge of getting divorced, you know, they're separated, you know, their kids don't know, though, and this is kind of their last, you know, family vacation. And they also say, too, that they're, you know, going to make a decision, too, which I guess kind of, you know, are we going to, you know, go through with the divorce or not? Um, and you also find out, too, you get... Hint, I don't think you find out right off the bat, but you kind of get hints, too, that someone, one of them is sick, possibly. But you do find out uh, a little later that the mom, uh, Prisca, she has a tumor, but, you know, they've told her that it's benign, so it's non-cancerous. But because of this tumor, she's kind of, I don't know, I guess, um, thinking different or having different thoughts of her life. She picks up, like, another lover. Um yeah, just kind of, I don't want to say like a midlife crisis or anything, but just kind of a new thought on life with this tumor scare. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of going on. That's the situation, I guess you could say. Um, pretty early, too, uh, the younger son, he meets uh, the nep the owner of the hotel resort's nephew, and he kind of becomes friends with him. And the kid's kind of odd. He even says, you know, I have no friends. Um, he And they kind of, he gives them like this encrypted note that they kind of are going to, you know, encrypting um which comes out later throughout the film but 
the guy that owns the resort ends up telling the family that there's this like isolated beach, you know, a little ways that a secluded beach um, that they should go to and the resort can give them a ride to real beautiful and everything. And they pretty much say, yeah, sure. <laughs> and so they go this, you know, our main couple and their two kids and they're basically another couples that's going a couple other couples that are going with them. That's who we meet. So we do meet, um, Charles, who's a surgeon, he's an older guy, and then his trophy wife, Crystal, they have a young daughter, Kara, who's like five. Um, Charles' older mother, Agnes, is also there, and their dog, a little like Yorkie, I believe. Um, another couple, uh, Jaren, or Jaren, who's a nurse, and his wife, Patricia, um, who's a, a psychologist, but she also, you find out too early when they're like all having dinner before they go to this beach, she has a seizure, she has epilepsy, she has seizures. Um, and then, yeah, they basically are going to this, um, like I said, kind of secluded beach. When they get to the secluded beach, there's also uh, another guy there, a, a famous rapper <laughs> whose name is Midsize Sedan, who, which I don't know, when I found that out, I, was, I laughed out loud. <laughs> Just that name alone, I'm pretty sure it was meant to be funny. But he's acting kind of odd. He's just like standing and like kind of shocked and confused. And he's just kind of sitting like in the shade. The younger daughter, Maddox, recognizes him and tells the dad that's, a, you know, who he is. And she wants to go talk to him. And he's kind of like, I eh, know. So, yeah, they're playing, you know, they're just kind of hanging out on this beach. And this is where you get the crazy camera movement. Like I said, when uh, the three kids are playing on the beach, it's just like I've never really I don't kind of almost never seen it in a movie before like it was just like this wraparound like close you know in and out and just like all around and just like almost like whimsical like camera movement when they're playing and it almost was like a little jarring where I was like man if this whole movie's like this I'm gonna have a headache by the end but it served its purpose for that you know one minute that it did it not even probably um but yeah pretty much so the younger son Trent goes um, kind of in like a cave or so, kind of a little bit off. He's in the water, and there's this um, this body just floats up next to him, dead, pretty much face down. It's this young woman. He comes out screaming, and then they end up finding out that it's mid-sized sedan's um, female, not I guess not really girlfriend, um, but he knows her base, and that's why he was in shock because he just said that she just took off in the ocean, like just randomly just took off swimming. He has a funny line where he's like, she just like uh butterflied out into the ocean then someone says something he's like okay maybe it was a breaststroke or something i don't know just kind of silly dialogue but it was funny and that's kind of where things start to get kind of crazy from there and then the young the three kids basically start this is where i won't go scene by scene but basically the three kids pretty much start aging pretty quick and it's pretty cool the way you find out because the camera's not on you hear them talking and it even sounds like the young son's voice starts changing but you don't get a good look at them and then all of a sudden you see like the mom react and the dad react to them and then you know you see that the younger daughter is basically uh thompson mckenzie who's going to be in the new movie last night in soho uh she's done other stuff she was in jojo rabbit and uh some other movies too but she's kind of an up-and-coming star but even like her first line delivery she's you know this i believe in real life she's like 20 or so but she's was only like 10 or 11 but you know the way they're aging but she's <laughs> the way her first line delivery she just comes off like a young kid confused and scared and then yeah the young kid he there's another actor that plays him he gets a little bit older and then he eventually becomes alex wolf who um we all know from hereditary um 
He's also in the new Nicolas Cage movie, Pig, which I'm looking forward to seeing. I don't believe that's so much a horror movie, though. It's kind of a drama. But he's kind of another upcoming star, too. Um, and they basically play them throughout the rest of the movie getting older. And then the young girl, um, Charles and Crystal's daughter, Kara, is played by, I forget the actress's name. Um, I can look up really quick. But she's, well, she was in Sharp Objects. Or, yeah, Sharp, Sharp Objects. She was the um amy adams younger sister and then um what else was she in? i believe she was in little women and um yeah eliza scalen i think that's how you say her name she's been in quite a few stuff but that's who the younger daughter Kara becomes the actress ends up playing her and yeah they basically kind of age pretty fast where then you know the adult characters are aging just because they're a little bit older they're aging a little bit slower but they end up finding out that they're basically you know through talk and stuff that they're aging um every half an hour they're aging two years basically and a whole day they do the math pretty quick that they'll age 50 years an entire day basically and then also we find out here that like all of them are kind of having like medical, they all kind of have underlying medical issues or something, I guess you could say. Um, Charles, he's got, they, it's not so much, you find out a little bit later, but he's got, schizoph he's got schizophrenia. Um, but I also thought too, maybe a little bit dementia. Um, the movie isn't too clear on that, but they do mention mental illness later. And that's what, you know, Wikipedia and everything says that <laughs> he's got uh, schizophrenia. But I took it more as he was, you know, as he was getting older, it was more dementia. He had a early stage of dementia or Alzheimer's or something. His wife, um, like I said, the trophy wife, she's got a calcium deficiency, which she's mentioned a few times that she needs her supplements and everything for like her bones and everything. Um, we got, like I said, the um, wife, she's got the tumor. And then there's a good scene where because, you know, you know, time is going fast, the tumor gets like a golf size, you know, even bigger than that baseball size. It's like kind of in her hip and they decide that they can let's remove it real quick. But anytime, you know, there's like a scratch mark or something or someone gets cut, it just heals automatically because time is just going so fast and it becomes a scar. So the first time they like open her up, uh, the Charles, the surgeon kind of cuts into her it just automatically closes and there's a good scene where they're like okay let's try again but we'll just keep our hands in it to keep it open so it doesn't close and they end up pulling out this like big tumor that you see real quick but i mean it's huge and you see him just grab and pull out and then she's basically okay after that <laughs> and then um charles the older mom uh, agnes has a heart attack she just basically drops dead pretty quick early on um but you kind of just you know she was mentioning that she was feeling weird her chest was hurting and i kind of knew where that was going since she was already an older lady that she was you know probably gonna go pretty quick but she dies of a heart attack uh their young dog they don't show it but they just say the dog's dead <laughs> um while you know like off screen while they're kind of doing like the the tumor removal and everything um the young son, Kara, well, Kara and Trent are kind of like bonding, like kind of under uh, blankets and stuff. And again, you don't see anything, but then the next thing she comes out and she's pregnant. And this is where, like I said, the movie's just kind of wild here, but fun. And yeah, she's pregnant and she just like, you know, the belly's small. And then the next, I think they even say like, she only looks like she's four months. And the next thing, you know, she's just like full on pregnant. And then next thing is she delivers the baby, but you don't, again, you don't see anything because it's PG-13, which I appreciate, you know, it doesn't get too gory or anything. Um, the only reason I say I appreciate it is because my wife's really like, she's not a big gore fan. So 
you know, she was able to watch it fine. <laughs> but yeah, you don't see too much. You, everything is a lot of it's off screen, but you see her laying there, you know, belly getting big and them getting ready to deliver. And then the baby dies pretty much right away because just the time going by. And he even says the kid, you know, dies within a minute because he didn't have any care. And, you know, just time goes by so fast. But you just see it, you know, you just see kind of the cloth all bundled up. I don't know if they actually, I guess they did have sex, I'm assuming, but it was just wild how fast and quick it went. And even they were saying when they were kind of like cuddling and hanging out under that they were just having all these thoughts and rushing emotions and everything. So while they were getting older, yeah, they were young, but they still, their mind was also like uh, maturing at a rapid speed as well. But they were a lot of times acting though too young, like when he was, you know, Trent was all... Um, like, I'm going to marry her, and he just says some other stuff that was just really, I don't know. It was funny, though. So um, Kara ends up, you know, they also find out, too, um, when they try to escape through, like, another cave, you know, a couple of times, a couple of them go through on their own. But when they end up walking through, there's, like, so much pressure on their heads, and they just basically black out and pass out, and they basically yeah, just can't continue on. And I think it happens to mid-sized sedan and the nurse gentleman. And then eventually, you know, Charles, who, like I said, I took it as he was having worse, like, dementia, because you also see him kind of becoming a little bit racist, like an old white guy would, I guess you could say, of that time. And he basically um, um, basically says that it was mid-sized sedan who killed um, his mom and everything, and he has, like, a switchblade, and he ends up cutting him, too, but then... You know, once, you know, a little bit later on the film, he just kind of just has a full-blown episode. And, you know, next thing you know, he's stabbing him repeatedly in the chest. And so, yeah, Charles kills mid-side sedan. <laughs> and I'm trying to think kind of, yeah, so everything's just going wild. Kara, you know, she sees like a cliff. She tries to climb it. And she gets up pretty high. And same thing, when she gets, she hits a certain, you know, point, she basically just blacks out and falls off the cliff. And you just see her kind of fall down. And again, she's dead. So they're all kind of, you know, dying one by one. Um, the, the nurse guy, and <laughs> referring to him as the nurse guy, he says that he's a good swimmer. He swam in high school or something and that he thinks he could be able to swim to like the next beach or the next island or something. And when he goes out swimming, you know, he's gone for a while and um, Maddox goes into the water. She's kind of having good reactions to like getting older. She, the actress Thompson McKenzie does a really good job. Kind of, she's kind of like the, one of the main leads, I would say of this film are kind of the main star. She has a really good performance, but she ends up just kind of going into the ocean, just like in shock of everything that's going on. And then, uh, the nurse's body just ends up floating next to her and get like the beginning when they, for when they found the young girl and he's dead. So yeah, they're all just dropping one by one. Um, they end up finding a notebook, Trent Maddox, and it was from like a previous traveler. There's just some notes in there and they end up kind of seeing that they're, you know, they, there's some notes that they're being watched and they can kind of, they look up and they can kind of see like a figure way off into the distance, like on top of like, uh, the hills or kind of looking down the cliff, kind of looking down at them and yeah, they're definitely being watched. And then there's just, yeah, some other notes and everything throughout this book that they find they end up kind of going into the cave too, and that's when uh, Crystal, she's as she's getting older, you know, and she doesn't have her calcium pills. She, you know, um, basically, I don't even know how to explain it. She's her death is pretty. 
uh, nasty where like her limbs are breaking, but then they're also like healing too. And like, she basically, it could be kind of comical, but her last scene that you see of her, you see like her bones breaking the noise. And then the next time you see her, she's kind of just laying on her stomach. And I mean, she's completely contorted and she ends up dying. And I think some people in the theater kind of laughed at that, but it's just, it is kind of a good scene, but kind of creepy too, but it was just kind of like, whoa. So she dies and then, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the lady, uh, the nurse's wife, who the psychologist, she, the, her acting was kind of <laughs> the one that was a little off in this movie. She's constantly saying like, we got to talk. Well, she, because she's a psychologist, which is kind of funny. She's constantly like, we need to talk about this. We need to talk this through. But again, just her line delivery and everything's a little wild. She eventually has a seizure, um, an epileptic, uh, her, an episode and she ends up uh, dying from like suffocation. So yeah, basically all of our characters besides our main family um, end up perishing, dying. Um, oh yeah, also Charles, like, again, he's kind of like, I guess kind of the bad in this movie. He's, you know, completely like, like I, I took it as dementia or early Alzheimer's. He's completely off his rockers. And he comes at them, you know, guy, the dad, you know, stabbing at him with his little knife and just kind of, being crazy and eventually the mom she grabs a rusty a rusty knife and stabs him and basically he just has like an affection that just goes you know instead of it going through slowly it like rapidly goes through his body within a minute and he it, you see that scene in the trailer of him where it just like goes through his whole body and he just like decays and dies from this uh rusty you know stab wound that got infected so now we're, like I said, basically with just our uh, main family. Um, they're getting older. The, the dad guy, um, he's having like cataracts and going blind. He's having a hard time seeing. And then the mom's having a hard time hearing. Mm -hmm. They're starting to age as well through like makeup and everything. And then this is kind of when it starts to kind of, you get kind of the meaning of the film, I guess you could say, and, you know, some sentiment, you know, mental meaning is, because he even says at one time, you know, as they're kind of, you know, they're just kind of sitting on the beach. It's nighttime. There's like a fire going and they're kind of just, you know, know eventually they're going to die and just hanging out. And basically you kind of just get the living in the moment and appreciating your time theme message of the film. And he even has a good, I believe, I don't know, quote by, you know, line by line, but he says something of where she, you know, apologizes for having the affair and that she all she wants right now is to be with him and you know he even says i think a little, she says that a little earlier but then he says a little bit later as he's you know really getting older his mind's getting older that he even tells her you know i know we were fighting um i don't even remember it anymore but it doesn't matter i'm just here with you and then he puts like his head on her shoulder and it's pretty touching actually you know the movie doesn't like overdo it with the message and the theme but you know it's enough to get you thinking which i appreciate um, they both eventually pass away, the dad and mom, and we're left with our two kid, you know, kids, um, Trent and Maddox. And then the actors do change here. They're um, definitely middle aged at this point. The next scene, like the next morning, uh, because they were younger, so yeah, they basically did age like fifty years. So they're probably in their fifties. Um, the actors don't look like the characters. They did a good job <laughs> throughout the whole film. And basically, you know, they're kind of coming to terms with their fate and they have a nice scene where they're like, let's just build a sandcastle and have fun. And, you know, kind of going back to their kid roots because they were just kids, you know, a day ago. And then they eventually, um, 
the son or Trent uh, remembers that he had this decoded message from the nephew and he ends up going to looking at it again decoding and it has some kind of message saying like my uncle's afraid of the corals and he looks out into the ocean and can see you know like a coral reef and maybe that's some kind of message or that that can get them out somehow and they decide to you know one last ditch effort they jump in the water and they go swimming out to this coral passage um what's her name maddox ends up getting caught you know like in um like a reef or something her shirt and she's not able to get out he comes back you know they're underwater this entire time and he's trying to get her out and they kind of just have this look like we're not going to make it and then this is where the end ending comes and then it cuts to m night Shyamalan's character i forgot is the driver that drives him to this <laughs> secluded beach and he's the one that's been watching this entire time. He's got like his binoculars and he's got, you know, computer set up and you can tell he's doing some research. He's watching. He doesn't see them come up the, through the water. And he ends up calling someone and saying basically they, they died. He waited a minute and a half. And this is where you're starting to get kind of like, you know, what's going on here? And he says, you know, that the whole group has died. He's coming back. And then this is like the big twist of the movie where <laughs> we find out that this resort is basically, I guess, funded by like a pharmaceutical company and that this beach is actually like, I guess you could say a magical beach that uh, makes people age rapidly when they're there. But whoever found this out decided to test uh, medications. They send people there that have um, medical problems, known medical problems, and then that they can give them, they can you know trial medications on them and see what happens instead of waiting you know normally you know trials take years and years and years they're able to do this in a day and figure out what's you know what can work and what can't you see like you know that they're giving this medicine through like the drinks that they give them because you see them kind of making these fancy cocktails like in this lab and it's kind of he has a moment it's not sinister because the guy the resort leader or the resort owner you know says you know let's have a moment of silence for you know these subjects who've lost their lives you know and he even says you know something we're doing this for the greater good kind of and um he says that there was a positive He's, he mentioned something about mental illness we can't you know let's not do it again with the mental illness because the guy they didn't have like i said his meds right or they didn't do it right and he ended up getting violent on the beach charles that's where i, I believe people were saying that he had um schizophrenia um but then he says the one positive was that the one uh, lady who had the um, who had epilepsy, you know, she didn't have a seizure pretty much for eight years or something, maybe even longer. Or he said for like eight hours, she didn't have a seizure, which ended up coming out to 20 years or something. I don't know exactly. But so that was a positive of the trial, which is true because, you know, in the beginning, they're all having their issues getting older and she doesn't have a seizure till kind of towards the end. So whatever they gave her in her drink, you know, is something that can work and cure epilepsy. And again, yeah, <laughs> this twist, I was kind of like, okay, I kind of was digging it. It was definitely different. I did not expect that at all, to be honest. I had no clue what was going to happen. And that's where I thought the movie was going to end. I was like, okay, this is kind of a dark, you know, just matter of fact ending, I guess you could say. And, you know, they're getting ready to start with a new group and everything. And then... You know, it cuts to this car arriving and it ends up being Trent and Maddox <laughs> and 
they're alive basically and then it cuts back to how they survived and you just basically just see them back in the water again and when she's stuck you know her shirt's stuck he ends up pulling it out and they're able to swim free and get out and then it cuts to them you know fast forward back to the hotel and basically that scene in the beginning one of the guys that when he asked when he was a young kid you know what's your name and what's your occupation the one guy is a cop and he's still there because it's only a day later. He goes up to him. And he's like, you're a cop, right? And he tells him everything that's going on. He has the notebook of the other people that were there and basically just tells them straight up what's going on here. And then the cop ends up making a call and getting more people coming and basically shutting down this research center, you know, lab, whatever you want to call it. And then again, you think it's going to end again. You see the older Trent come up to the young nephew saying hi or whatever. Thanks. And the young nephew kind of has a cheesy moment where he like puts his hand on his face and is looking at him kind of very like <laughs> it reminded me of hook when they see the older peter pan and you know they go up to him the one young kid goes up to him and forms his face into a smile so there you are peter sorry i really like that movie but that's just when i saw that is what it reminded me of and then i thought the movie would end right there but then it cuts again to them like in a helicopter flying over the ocean uh, Trent Maddox. And this is kind of a dark ending, I guess you could say, where they're just like, you're going to go live with, we contacted your aunt, she's going to be waiting for you. You know, how do you think she'll be? And, you know, the Trent says, you know, the last time she saw us, we were 50 years younger, we were six and 10, you know, how do you think she is going to react or, you know, something of that? <laughs> he says something of that nature. And, yeah, it's kind of a sad ending, to be honest, but, you know, somewhat hopeful that they can live the rest of their lives, you know, even though they have lived 50 years and probably only have 20, 30 more years left. But it is kind of a sad, dark ending, I guess you could say. <laughs> but yeah, I doubt the movie just went on just a tad bit long. And that's basically how the movie ends. So yeah, I actually did kind of go through the movie more in detail than I thought I would. But yeah, I really enjoyed this film. I thought it was pretty good, pretty solid. And right when I left the theater, I think just because I didn't know what to expect, I was like, okay, that was pretty good. Um, you know, my wife, like I said, we talked a little bit about it right when we left the theater, but she was like, I, I didn't expect that either, that twist at the end. And um, when I was thinking of like my rating, I was thinking probably a three out of five, just because of the, I was really like hung up on the clunky dialogue delivery and a lot of, you know, the way the lines were written and stuff. But I thought more about the movie. You know, I think this is a good film to sit on. I think a lot of people who were probably negative on the film, maybe, you know, if they kind of didn't get the reviews out. You know, I feel like in film Twitter world and reviewing movies, you got to be so quick to be first and everything. No one really just takes their time or, you know, waits a week to post a review. I think that's better. But I think, yeah, the initial reaction is kind of just like, what? <laughs> you know, what happened? And that's kind of how I was, but I thought more about the movie. And I really, like I said, I just thought it was a good thriller, an original movie. I just, you know, it left me guessing. I had no clue what was happening. And I don't consider myself like the smartest person when it comes to movies. I'm pretty naive with movies. And maybe I'm just too simple, but I liked the ending. I liked that twist of it being kind of like a pharmaceutical company testing drugs. It kind of all made sense, you know. <laughs> and I think if that was happening, that would be kind of... Um, something they could do but probably not just randomly select people so they could just you know only live one more day and die it's kind of messed up maybe take volunteers but just fairly interesting and i thought you know too the message of the film and i don't i liked it because i didn't you know it didn't like pound you in the head with it but you know it's a pretty 
good message where you just, you know, live in the present. Don't think too much of the future. You know, I just turned 30 years old and, you know, I'm not, I don't consider myself old by any means, but I feel like 30, at least when I was younger, was definitely like, you're an adult now. And, you know, you just kind of, you know, start thinking more about life and, you know, adulthood, I guess you could say. And this movie, you know, made me think more about it and just, you know, wanting to live in the moment, you know, with my loved ones and just, you know, having fun, not worrying too much of the future, which so overall, yeah, I think it's a good message for the film. And I guess that, so I end up going as, you know, a three and a half out of five on my review for the movie. I think it's really good, really solid. Um, I keep saying, yeah, pretty much the same things over and over. So <laughs> I think it's kind of wrapping up this movie at this point. But I think, you know, if you haven't watched the film, I think it's a film definitely to check out. And I'm trying to think if there's really anything else. I saw that M. Night Shyamalan tweeted that, you know, the movie, he named a bunch of movies that this movie was kind of inspired by. A lot of movies, I think some new, like, like some Australian films, some movies that I haven't seen. But he did cite Jaws in the movie. That, that was somewhat of an inspiration. And then I thought of this too before that, but definitely Twilight Zone. And he said that at the end of this tweet that it was kind of, he was, you know, um, inspired by Twilight Zone episodes. And this definitely feels like a long Twilight Zone episode you know, just made into a movie, you know, and I think that's what people sometimes are just being too critical when they're having these negative reviews or, I mean, you could definitely have your own opinion on a film. That's totally fine. I get it. But I just think, you know, for an original movie, you know, take some swings, you know, not everything works, but just to like bash it or say it's horrible and, you know, give it like a one star rating. I think it's just a little too much in my opinion. You got to appreciate it for what it was too. So that's going to do it probably for this week's episode of Old. Um, I hope more people do check it out. I'm always going to be checking out M. Night Shyamalan films. And this film has definitely stuck with me. I guess I kind of want to end on a positive note. And like I said, definitely, yeah, be in the present. <laughs> you know, live, you know, as cheesy as it is, you know, I guess live each day as it's your last. You know, have fun, you know, do what you want to do. And, you know, have fun, you know, be with your friends and family. And try to be happy. I think that's a good, you know, message that this film kind of, you know, set out to do and say. <laughs> that's going to do it for this week's episode, though. Thank you, of course, for the listen. Um, you can follow the podcast at Lights Horror Pod on Twitter. That's where, um, you know, I tweet updates of what I'm watching, you know, news, everything. And you can follow my personal letterbox at KJ Steiner. Hope everyone's having a good week. Um, there's a lot of horror films coming out in August. Um, I don't know exactly what I'm going to be reviewing next, but I just know some films that are coming out, like The Night House. Um, I definitely want to see The Green Knight. I don't know if I'm going to see that in theaters or wait for VOD. Candyman comes out later in the month. So, yeah, there's some good movies coming out this month, some good horror films. So I uh, hope people, you know, check them out. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching them as well. Um, again, hope you have a good rest of your week, and I'll check you guys out next time. Bye-bye.